Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 107 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. The conversation doesn't end with this episode. You can join us on our Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. And you can suggest topics. You can argue with me and other listeners or just talk about what you think of the episodes we're recording. Also, if you want to help out the show, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. The more reviews we get, the more possibilities for merch there are. And we just had a limited run of our Suck It to the Peanut t-shirt. Those are gone now. And if you want more shirts and more stuff that's We Got This branded so you can show your pride as a member of the people of the world, then you got to give us those ratings and reviews. That's how it works. But for now, please enjoy episode 107 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best catch-up. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, Mark. Hi, Hal. I'm this. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> I don't know about this. No, one, buddy. let me start out. I'm mad. Let me start out. All right. By saying that I am being mischaracterized on the internet, specifically on Twitter and in our Facebook group. Uh, people are saying Hal hates ketchup. Why are they saying this? I'll tell you, Mark. I know because in mad. our pilot, you said we shouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. Yeah, but that. That's makes sense. I have the backing of of sausage people. I have the backing of of NASA. There was a NASA transcript recently uh, during one of the space missions. I can't remember which one. Where the 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 astronaut in question uh, was like, "I'm having uh, I'm having ketchup on a hot dog," and NASA's like, "Well, that wasn't part of the mission. That was not. <laughs> you were not supposed to do that, but we'll allow it." So. What do you hate science? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? You think I hate ketchup? How? I think you hate science. How about that? How? Yeah. First of all, what? first of all, you say that the internet has been going after you for this. Yes. Um, you you may have an inflated sense of how much the internet cares about whether or not you like ketchup. Oh, Mark, th- this is exactly you are. Are you? Are they pay you? What is this? <laughs> Whose side are you on, man? I'm always, hey, Hal, you listen to me. I'm grabbing you by your cheeks right now and bringing you in close. I am always on your side. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Let me release your cheeks so we can do this episode. Thanks. (sighs) Um, all right. No, I, I, this episode, listeners, when Hal told me that he wanted to do this topic, best ketchup, (laughs) uh, I thought that he was texting me. An idea so that I would pick an idea for an episode. He's like, hey, pick an idea for an episode <laughs> off of this list uh, for our next one. I say best ketchup. And I thought he was saying I say best ketchup as a joke to get me to go look at the list. Like, hey, if you don't pick one, we're just going to do this. <laughs> um, but it but turns out it was actually on the list. Yes. I thought he was making it up. This was suggested by Davis underscore 404 on Twitter. Which is not oh. – it everything about this reeks like I set it up. I get that. Yeah. It seems it like sounds, I set it, is it Is the avatar an egg, Hal? It might be. It might be some scrambled eggs with ketchup on them because that's something I love to put ketchup on. I don't like it ketchup is delicious. on hot dogs. We already – I'm not even going to go into that. Just listen yeah. to our first episode if you want to understand why. But I will say I love ketchup. 
Yeah. And I love ketchup on a extra well done filet mignon. <laughs> well, yeah, let me, let's go through all the mistakes in that statement. <laughs> do you, you don't get steaks well done though, do you, Mark? Oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I, whenever I go to a restaurant, I will always say, um, however the chef thinks it should be prepared. For me, it's usually a medium rare. Right. Yeah, me too. That's, that's like, I guess for a steak lover, and maybe we'll have an episode where we talk about how to cook a steak. Best steak temperature. Yeah. I'm sure that's one somebody is interested in. But, uh, if you put ketchup on a steak, it's usually because it's really well done. It's mm-hmm. super dry and you have to put something on it to make it digestible. Yeah. It's usually in a steak that you get at like uh, a buffet. Yes. But on the, um, on the right food, ketchup explodes with flavor and it makes the food explode with flavor. Doesn't do that with hot dogs. Don't even try. That's true. Uh, if a hot dog is exploding, that's because you've left it in the microwave too long. Correct. And also pretty cool, huh? Right. Um, did you know that, by the way, the president of the United States, the current president of the United States, always orders his steaks so well done that they rock on the plate? That's hashtag awful. just another reason. <laughs> so gross. It's so gross. <sighs> All right. Um, I bet he puts ketchup on steaks. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, we don't want to get political. No, That's no. not politics. That's just poor eating habits. Yeah, we're just having food talk here. Um, it, look, there's no food shaming though. If you like a well done steak with ketchup on it. No, you know what? Forget that. Our whole show is food shaming. Yeah. You're going to be shamed a little bit. You should yeah, be. Your, ta- your tastes are incorrect. Yeah. What are you doing? That our whole point. <laughs> we're not only tastemakers in the sense of we are setting the trends every day, but we are tastemakers <laughs> in terms of we are telling you what you are and are not allowed to taste. Yeah. So, uh, make that. Yeah. Um, let's talk ketchup and, um, how you you said that you didn't think that this episode would require much research. I didn't. Oh hell. Oh hell. To delve into which is the best ketchup is to delve into the history of ketchup itself. Okay, take me take me through uh take me on like a a great moments with Mr. Lincoln like tour of the world of ketchup. All right. Well, let's start with the word ketchup first of all. <sighs> um Oh, you, you made a sigh like I was a teacher launching into a boring thing. Yeah. You, in my head, you know how like in a cartoon, if you're two people are stranded on a boat, one of their heads turns into a, like a ham. <laughs> in this case, you you turned into Ben Stein in Paris Bueller. <laughs> or just a, uh, a trumpet with a mute on the front. So it's yes. just, la, 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 la. What ketchup. does ketchup mean? Let's look to at the you. word. All right. Um, this is, I, I point this out because this is amusing to me. Okay. That uh, there are apparently three different theories as to where the word ketchup came from. Okay. Uh, the first uh, and most prominent is that it came to English from the Cantonese ketchup, uh, which is uh, tomato sauce or uh, ketchup. Uh, which means the brine of pickled fish. So originally ketchup was a fish sauce that had come over from China. Uh, that is the Chinese theory of the name. There's a Malaysian theory of where the name, uh, uh, came from that, uh, in the Malay word kichap, which means fish sauce. And then, uh, because, oh, white people, we can't just leave well enough alone. There's, <laughs> There's an American anthropologist uh, who 
claims that ketchup came from the French word escaveche, which means food in sauce. Well, let me give. I've of done the three. <laughs> Look, the Malaysian and Chinese certainly sound most correct, but I have here. Um, and I've done some very deep research in that I put kinds of ketchup into Google. And at the mm-hmm. top, it says uh, ketchup was originally made without tomatoes. Before tomatoes were added to the concept, the word ketchup meant a sauce, generally a vinegary one that you bought in a bottle. And there were still – there are still many different types of ketchup, which I'm sure you're going to get into. But two of the oldest are walnut ketchup, gross, and mushroom ketchup should be banned. Uh, I will say this absolutely wrong, my friend. What? I have a bottle of mushroom ketchup Ugh. in my pantry right now, uh, given to me by Ken Plume. Uh, thank you, Ken, well, our producer. Curses. And it is delicious. Ugh. Um, Ugh. back, yeah, back in the day, ketchup was just like, uh, fish sauce. It okay. was, uh, and in fact, uh, what was sold for centuries in, uh, China as ketchup is now in the United States available in a bottle that says fish sauce. So if you're ever buying fish sauce, that was the OG ketchup. Um, But over the years, ketchup changed. It's been about 200 years morphing. The early 20th century saw some uh, recipes for homemade ketchup appearing in in, um, recipe books and magazines. In fact, the movie Meet Me in St. Louis... Uh, features a running gag of the family making its homemade ketchup and tasting it, and everybody thinks that it needs a little something different. So that's the gag, is everybody's messing with the homemade ketchup. Um, it was in the late 1800s that Heinz stepped into the game. Um, oh yeah. And in a time when, uh, in a time when ketchup did not look particularly pretty, uh, because it was, you know, made from gross things fermenting frequently. Yes. Uh, tomatoes had just sort of been introduced as one thing that you could make ketchup out of. And, uh, it was at this time that Heinz decided, uh, Henry J. Heinz decided he was going to, uh, reinvent ketchup. He bottled it in 1876. And, uh, he was all about purity. That was his whole thing. Yes. Uh, so he started putting ketchup in clear bottles. So you could see this bright red ketchup that looked good. Um, unfortunately, tomatoes would, uh, would not do so well, uh, over long periods of time. So in order to make this bottle last, he was u- using sodium benzoate, which was, uh, not good for the environment. And it turned out at the beginning of the 20th century, sodium benzoate was, uh, eliminated from, uh, use in foods. So, uh, Heinz added sugar and vin- more sugar and more vinegar to his ketchup yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to preserve it. And that's where ketchup got its flavor. Yes. So I went in the game of what is the best ketchup. You can argue that Heinz pretty much invented modern ketchup, sometimes by necessity from the Food and Drug Administration. Yes. But has this version been improved upon? Well, uh, let me go back for a second and say that I looked up mushroom ketchup while you were talking all that nonsense. And <laughs> it is the grossest thing I've ever seen. This The picture that, that Wikipedia uses is <laughs> the caption is homemade mushroom ketchup in a plastic tub. And it looks like somebody went to an oil derrick and just scooped up some of the ground after a spill. Well, this uh, this mushroom ketchup that I have at home is as thin as soy sauce. It looks like a bottle of soy sauce. Ugh, it's so gross. It's so – I'm so uh, 
I'm so disappointed that this exists. <laughs> How it's, it's delicious. I don't, is it? I hate mushrooms. Yes. I hate mushrooms though. Oh, you hate everything that's a vegetable. That's not true. I like Name a vegetable you like besides french fries. Broccoli. I love broccoli. You know what? That is uh that is surprising. You know what? I you know what else I love? Spinach. I love salads okay. with lettuce. This is what I like in a salad. Lettuce, cucumber, tomato, carrots, maybe a little shredded cabbage. That's all. That's all. That's I a need. great salad. Yeah. See? All who, right. Now who I apologize. Vegetables? I apologize for uh, yeah. making fun of you not liking vegetables. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, you have pointed out in the past on this show that most of the foods you eat are tan. This is true. I just like consistency in the foods that I eat. I just wanted um, to look like a couch in 1974. Is that so bad? No. No, not at all. Thank you. Um, but, but we're not talking about 1974. Yes. We're talking about 1876. When H.J. Hines unleashed ketchup in its uh, new grandiose sense upon the world. Isn't it interesting, Mark, that in 1776, our nation, the United States of America, was born when the with the proclamation of the Declaration of Independence. When it was read aloud in my hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then 100 years later to the day, I don't have a calendar. Don't look it up. Isn't it interesting that 100 years later to the day (laughs) we were declared – there's a declaration of independence from terrible ketchup as Heinz appeared on the scene. Now, you're right. You When when I texted this to you that I wanted to do this topic, one of the things you said was there really isn't anything but Heinz because they have like what, 83% market share? It is an 82% market share. There you go. So – but there are other brands. Uh, There's Hunt's. There's Del Monte. Uh, those are yeah. the two that really pop out to this Kirkland, of course. If you, if you shop at Costco, you can get the Kirkland brand, which comes, I think, in like an oil drum. Look, are you really trying to put the store brand up against, uh, Heinz as the best ketchup? I'm, come on, how you're, look, this is, you know what this is? This is like yeah. playing. All right. Who's the best basketball player of all time? Will Michael Jordan, these two guys from my high school team. Or this deflated basketball laying on the ground. But it's Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, for God's sake. Will you stop with the Philadelphia? <laughs> he was the greatest. That's not what this episode is. I'll explain it another time. <laughs> the point is, but there are different it, – it's not like Hunts and Del Monte are, are the exact – they're not like knockoffs. They're very different. They're, they're in that they're terrible and if you go to a restaurant <laughs> – and I've said this before and I will say it. I said it long before uh, we were co-hosting this podcast, and I will say it until I I draw my last breath on this earth. If you go to a restaurant and they do not have Heinz uh, out, and that's not the ketchup they have, and you can tell even if they bring it out in a little ramekin or whatever, you know that they probably don't care about the other food that they're preparing. Because why have they um, corners to bring in cheap, terrible ketchup? Uh, I will say, having worked in restaurants for a long time, that uh, Heinz ketchup is frequently not what is in the bottle because the Heinz bottle is pretty on the table. And at the end of the day, you go back in the back, you grab a warm, uh, wet cloth, and you uh, wipe off the tops of the bottles, and then you refill the bottles with whatever ketchup you have. But you can tell, right? You could tell if you uh, – do you feel like there's a placebo effect? Like – if you see Heinz on the label, Absolutely. you see it and believe it, it's Heinz? Absolutely. Because I feel like I can tell a difference 
and maybe maybe it's because I'm so picky that I that I love Heinz ketchup so much that I can tell when it's not Heinz ketchup, no matter what bottle it is. You could you could take me to the Heinz factory and say we have a tasting for you for the of <laughs> of the tried and true Heinz uh, flavor, and I am the last surviving Heinz. I'm Teresa Heinz. I'm married to uh, John Kerry. The former Secretary of State. <laughs> yes. And I want you to, to try this ketchup that is the exact recipe that you've been having for years. And I would taste it. If it wasn't – if it was off, I would know. I'd say, stop lying to me. How dare you? <laughs> Bring me the good stuff. Like you can tell. Oh, man. I love going to like a diner and they have the glass bottles and you you and they're full and then you do the trick – you know the trick to get – the, the ketchup out of the bottle, right? I, you know what? I've heard a million different tricks. If you say tap on the 57, this episode is over. Why? Because Why it's, over? it's, it doesn't work. It's just, a, yes, it does. You hold it at an angle. You don't hold it up and down and do it. You have to hold it at like a, like a 45 degree angle. All right. I'll tell you how I, I'll tell you how I get the, the ketchup out of the bottle. If you say a knife, this episode is over. <laughs> No. Okay. You grab, you grab a, uh, make sure you have the lid on it. You take a Heinz ketchup bottle, you grab it by the neck. Okay. And then you slam it against the wall. (laughs) And whatever ketchup is left in the shattered shard of a bottle in your hand, you dunk your fries into that. I would love to see you in a diner wiping your hamburger against the wall. Just to get a little bit of ketchup. Oh, this is really good ketchup. I can tell it's Look, the real thing. Normally, I'm wiping my hamburger against the wall, but it has nothing to do with the ketchup. I just want to get some of that real diner flavor in there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Have you not ever done this in a diner, Hal? Like, th- there's a lot of – maybe it's just a New York thing as well because space is so limited. Frequently, you have to walk through the kitchen to get to the bathroom in a place. No, I don't live in Goodfellas the movie. What you- <laughs> <laughs> we have to go through the kitchen. Tommy was the guy to know if he had to go to the bathroom. I've never had that experience in in my memory. But also, you don't want to look into any kitchen, do you? Uh, I love looking into a sushi restaurant kitchen. You do? I love because they're so clean and pristine, and I love watching sushi chefs uh, deal with the fish. Well, what's the worst thing you've ever seen in a diner kitchen? Um. Oh, a rat. Uh, but like cooking. Like Rizzo yeah, the rat was the cooking. Table. Like, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite ratatouille. Yeah, it wasn't a fine French restaurant. It was a diner, so it was it was Rizzo skating on a on a pad of butter, going <laughs> beep beep beep, you bam bam bam, and then biting people and giving them rabies. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. You would lose your mind, Hal. I'm a I'm not a germaphobe, and I was like, well, that rat signals it's time for me to leave. Well, the uh, the rat I would be done with, but it, like if I see like cr- like. Look, if if a pot or pan, if it's like a little crusted, it's supposed to be. They should be cooking yeah. food in it all the time. So I wouldn't. I well, really yeah, if it's cast mind. iron, right? Yeah, I think the other the, the other thing people are misunderstanding about me based on the show <laughs> is that I'm a raging germaphobe, which I'm not. I tolerate uh, even in food. I think I probably, if I found a hair in my food and it looked reasonably like my hair, I go, "Oh, it's probably mine," and then I pull it out and keep eating. I w- I'll tell you when I won't. Yeah, I'm the same way. I did that with a bug. I was like, I saw a roach. I was like, no, that's probably mine. And Ugh, kept eating. A roach. Oh, you nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Look, if a fly lands on it, it's fine. But a roach is. Cause you know. I don't see, know why. 
if you see, go ahead. If you see one in your food, that means there are another 10,000 that you don't see in your food. Yeah. You turn your food lights on and they scatter. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, on the subject of roaches. Yes. Um, because this episode is not going to be difficult to select a winner. Right. Uh, we can talk about other things. Um, on the subject of roaches and our episode that we did on the worst zoo animals. Yes. Uh, one of our choices was the Madagascar hissing cockroach. Yep. Uh, you remember this? I do remember. Uh, there is now, thanks to the Super Bowl and a bet placed between two zoo owners, uh, or zookeepers, uh, there is now a Madagascar hissing cockroach at the Atlanta Zoo named Tom Brady. I thought that was an insult. Yeah, well, the bet was, uh, the bet was the, um, for the two zoos, Whichever team lost the Super Bowl, so the Atlanta team lost the Super Bowl, the bet was they had to name an animal being born in their zoo after uh, the quarterback for the winning team. So, of course, they turned it on its head and named a Madagascar hissing cockroach Tom Brady. What a monkey's paw situation that is. I know. That's that's both zoos going, oh, we're going to show them. And then, ooh, come up and <laughs> – They each had a hissing cockroach set aside. Yeah, just ready for it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. There are other kinds of ketchup that I want to discuss. But before we do that, let's take a quick break and you'll hear about the upcoming Max Fun Drive as well ooh. as uh, about some of the great shows here on the Maximum Fun Network. Hi, are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. People of the world, mark your calendars because the 2017 Max Fun Drive is coming up. Starting on March 20th, we'll be running some of the best shows of the year, offering amazing thank you gifts for new and upgrading members, celebrating friendship with a global Max Fun Meetup Day, and more. It is the single best time to become a member or increase your support for your favorite Max Fun shows. Like we got this, right? The drive starts on March 20th and lasts for just two weeks. That's it. And if you've been holding off on becoming a member, Max Fun Drive is your time to shine. You will step out of the shadows and into your full glory as a Max Fun member. So tune in and visit MaximumFun.org for details. I'm excited about that drive, Hal. Right? Me too. Me too. We're very, very close. But let's talk about ketchup again. Okay. I'd like to get back to um, one of the debates in the world of ketchup. Okay. And um, something that seems harmless uh, and minor, but really isn't. Okay. Uh, I'll get to why it isn't in a minute. And that is the, uh, that is why Heinz is superior. Spoiler alert. <laughs> in my mind. Spoiler alert of where my mind is. Um, because Heinz spells it K-E-T-C-H-U-P. Ketchup. Yes. yes. Uh, which is more in line with the original, uh, with the original word from the Chinese. Um, now, the word catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P, the far inferior word, was uh, originally uh, created by – or the, the spelling was originated by Jonathan Swift in 1730. Are you familiar with Jonathan Swift? 
sort of. Gulliver's, uh, Gulliver's Travels, Jonathan's he's the, Yes, and he's the one that wrote also A Modest Proposal. Right. Which was, hey, uh, why don't we just eat the babies? Yes, eat poor babies. Uh, it was a yeah. highly satirical piece at the time. Right. I, uh, I'm assuming that this spelling, C-A-T-S-U-P, was like an extension of A Modest Proposal. It was so insane. <laughs> it was so terrible. <laughs> Spelling ketchup, C-A-T-S-U-P, is the equivalent of uh, eating poor babies. <laughs> I, I, you know, I made that connection not even knowing the story <laughs> uh, your, or your proposal. I always thought yeah. that it was just as bad as eating babies. Yeah. Spelling it. <laughs> um, so here is uh, here's a little bit of 1980s trivia to go along with this uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. Somehow, uh, <laughs> somehow the ketchup board or is the ketchup board exist or is that only in, um, Prairie Home Companion? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, the ketchup lobby went to the U.S. government and somehow got ketchup named officially a vegetable. So if you used ketchup in, say, a school lunch, then that was was counted as a serving of a vegetable. Well, that was in the eighties, right? That was under Reagan. Yeah, where ketchup that was, was under vegetable. Reagan in the eighties that ketchup became a vegetable. Yeah, but the way that the law was worded, ketchup became a vegetable, not catsup. So <laughs> that was the moment when all of these different companies changed their spelling. <laughs> um, do what? Do you? All right. Look, when it comes to branded ketchup, nothing touches Heinz. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mushroom ketchup, I still, the image is still up on my computer and I look over at it every once in a while while you're talking. And I think this looks like a plastic tub filled with applesauce that has turned completely into mold. <laughs> I don't care if you thin it out. The fact that you, you like, oh, it's not just this chunky stuff. It's the liquid from it. That makes it worse. <laughs> it's just, it looks like, po- it looks like somebody has made either poison or like, no, I know what it looks like. It looks like the stuff. That Arnold Schwarzenegger spreads all over his face in Predator when he's trying to hide under the Oh, water. my God. It just looks like mud. Yeah. Do you want to eat mud? Is the mud delicious? Do you like liquid mud? Hey, when you were a kid, did you ever make mud pies? I didn't eat them. I've certainly played with mud and made shapes and stuff out of it. Sure. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's not something you should eat. We agree. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Gotcha. Boom. No, I look, look, this, this lumpy garbage that this person made from home is not an indicator of what good mushroom ketchup is. A good proper mushroom ketchup is thin and vinegary and delicious. And I will not be, I will not be sidelined. I will not have my mushroom ketchup sidelined, Hal. Oh, well, the good thing is if you scroll a little further down that Wikipedia page, you have the bottle of Geo Watkins mushroom ketchup, which is indeed uh, a thin liquid. It's a thin brown liquid, as you point out. That looks mm-hmm. like it comes in in a bottle of 19th century poison. <laughs> so it's way better. I'm sure there's only trace amounts of silver and mercury in there. Yeah. Uh, but So you're welcome. Uh, uh, moving off of brands like Geo Watkins mm-hmm. and, and Heinz and Hunts and Del Monte, what do you think? Because because we can pretty much agree right now that Heinz is the winner. Yeah. Heinz is the when Brands, nothing touches Heinz. Nothing right. in the world. And if you think that uh, – that, that there's another brand that's better, then you need to be deprogrammed. But what about the trend of, of restaurants making their own ketchup? 
where it's like a chipotle warmed ketchup or like a mocha ketchup or like whatever weird ketchups that they will make. What do you think of those? I think they're fine. They all begin with ketchup. Like they all begin with an actual ketchup and then they're doctored up. I make my own at home, actually. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, by just adding things to ketchup. Here are my two favorites. You ready for my two favorites? I'm ready. Um, oh, you're going to hate one of these. I bet oh, I'll hate man. both. Go ahead. You're going to, you're going to really hate one of these. Okay. Um, the, the first one is I will mix it obviously with, uh, horseradish. Stir it up, and that's cocktail sauce for a shrimp cocktail. Of course. Uh, I will make remoulade by mixing it with – this is the second one I've thrown in there, so there's three. I'll make remoulade by mixing – no kidding uh, – ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise, and that is what, like, that New Orleans remoulade pretty much just is. Okay. That's the whole sauce. Sure. Um, and another one that is a favorite of mine uh, that I was hipped to by uh, a work juice player from the Thrilling Adventure Hour – uh, Don't our, tell me who. Don't tell me who. Tell me okay. what the recipe is, and let's see if I can guess who gave it to you. Um, it's not really a recipe. We just chatted about it when we were uh, in a meat shop one day. Okay. Okay. Um, I got Kobe beef hot dogs. Um, you got Kobe and beef hot dogs. Kobe beef hot dogs, and I topped them with a homemade curry ketchup. Okay. And it was, I know you're going to hate it, but it was delicious. Uh, All you got to do, by the way, is mix some curry powder in with ketchup. And it's curry ketchup, and it is very tasty. Well, it sounds like everything about that is weird, so it's fine. All right. (laughs) You were in a meat shop with a work juice player. Uh Uh-huh. Give me three guesses. I'm going to. Oh, this. Hold on. Don't tell me who. What? Okay. Wait, what? You were about to tell me. I said don't tell me. I wasn't about to tell you. I think that's what well, you're missing. The point of the story is not who it was. The point of the story is that you can make your own ketchups. Yeah, I, no, I get it. I get it, man. Listen, let me guess. <laughs> this has to be fun for me too. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, was it John DiMaggio? No. Damn it. All right. Was it you were in a meat store? Mm-hmm. Where was the meat store? Los Feliz. You were in Los Feliz in a meat store. It's a work juice player. So it was mm-hmm. not one of the – it's not one of the Bens because I would guess Ben Acker, but he's not a work juice player. Correct. I'm correct that it was Ben Acker or I'm correct that it no, was – No, correct that, it, that Ben Acker is not a work it juice player. He's a work juice player. Okay. Oh, man. This is not a long podcast, Hal. Was it – don't worry. I'll stretch it out. Uh, was it <laughs> – was it Paget? It was Paget. Yes! I knew it! I knew it! Yeah. If it was going to be like a food thing, a gourmet thing, I, my two it's guesses always would be Paget or Mark Evan Jackson because I've yeah. been to dinner at Mark Evan Jackson's house where he has made a creme fraiche. Uh, by, like he made it. Like he poured it in and whipped it and, and it was great. So he is a – Yeah. He and his wife – There's some culinary own. masters yes. in the in the work juice world. Yes, absolutely. A lot of um, foodies. So that is how I will make – Homemade ketchup, not home. So it's not homemade ketchup. It's, um, home doctored ketchup. Right. But you, by the way, I'm starting a new service, home doctoring. <laughs> you show up at people's homes. Yeah. I you, cut them open. I take their organs. Oh, geez. I put them in a, I put them in a bathtub of ice. That is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> and I, then I give them some ketchup. Is that what we're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. You pour ketchup in the wound. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe. Now I'm going to start using that as, as just adding insult to injury. It's like, geez, hell. 
Thanks for pouring ketchup in that wound. <laughs> well, there's a ton of salt in there. Salt, sugar, and vinegar. You don't want any of those in a wound. Um, Can I uh, point out something yeah. that is on my computer screen right now? Is it that weird mushroom ketchup tub? No, it's not. I love the weird mushroom ketchup tub. Um, no, this is, uh, this is, I, I have a page open about Jonathan Swift on here, and I did not realize that his name, his official title is not Reverend Jonathan Swift. It is the very Reverend Jonathan Swift. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be called, I love that it's so much. Funny. Like I'm, su- I'm surprised that uh, that Donald Trump has not decided he wants to be called the very president. I'm very president, you guys. I'm very president. Very president. Oh, have you seen walnut ketchup, by the way? Um, no. Ew, 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 ew. Okay, here's what? all right. Okay, whoa. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, okay, okay. What is happening? Why are you freaking out? I did a search for while you were talking. I wasn't paying attention. I was. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Typing, you never. Are. <laughs> I was typing in walnut ketchup. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if you do an image search, a bunch of other uh, types of ketchup come up. So here are three. Oh, more. I'm looking at them now. So you're looking at oyster ketchup? I love the idea of oyster ketchup. But well, oyster sauce is super popular, like fish sauce. In, I mean, all of this started in Asia. Sure. What about banana ketchup? Uh, banana ketchup, I feel like I've had at some point. Sure you have. Um, by the way, course. it looks like the orange version of that weird mushroom mess from Wikipedia. Then, the mushroom ketchup that I have is uh, is the thin stuff. I keep saying it, but you really you really hung up on this one, which I just texted you, by the way. Photograph of terrible mushroom ketchup. Oh, boy. I'm not going to look. Wait, I'm going to look right now. Let me see if I can okay. find this message. I found a like super blown up version of that. Okay. Let's see. It really does look like somebody squeezed a diaper into a Tupperware. <laughs> you can't prove they did. You can't prove it. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Uh, um, let's get back ketchup, to ketchup. Carrot ketchup. It sounds delicious. I'm down why? for all of these. Why? Why? Why are you, why are you so against them, Hal? Because they're Be not adventurous ketchup. in your eating. They're like baby food. Is it just the word ketchup that you're hung up on? You know what it is? It's sort of like how white people are like, everything is salsa. Well, salsa means sauce. But to, yeah. to us, it means a very specific, like, diced uh, onions and and jalapenos and tomatoes and vinegar, like, whatever whatever you're using to make, to make a salsa. But it means sauce. So it's a much wider definition. So ketchup, mm-hmm. to us, means... Means this tomato. Why did you send me that picture again? <laughs> Why? Uh, actually, in it, it's, it's the word ketchup to refer to tomato ketchup is also pretty American, right? Um, it's referred to as red sauce overseas. Um, in South South Africa specifically, it is only referred to as red sauce. They don't use the word ketchup. But the carrot ketchup. What would you put carrot ketchup on? Um, rabbit. What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Just for a sort of predator and prey kind of thing. You're a dope. (laughs) (laughs) What about banana ketchup? What would you put that on? Uh, Banana ketchup would go on uh, dessert hot dogs. (laughs) You mean bananas? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we now just refer to bananas as dessert hot dogs? Yep. It's canon. (laughs) Boom. We got this. 
A banana split is a dessert hot dog. It is a dessert hot dog. 100%. Also, a Twinkie would be a dessert. Well, no. If you, what if you split a Twinkie in half and then put a banana in it? Then you've got a dessert hot dog with a dessert bun. What if you split a Twinkie in half and put a hot dog in it? Then you would have something that Weird Al ate in the movie UHF. Especially if you drill a hole in it and then put, uh, didn't he put cheese whiz all over it too? <laughs> he did put cheese whiz all over it's it. It's so funny, uh, <laughs> to think that he he made like I remember him doing Al TV when he would take over MTV and he would eat mm-hmm. stuff like that like he put like ice cream on pizza or whatever and now he's like mm-hmm. a strict vegan. <laughs> it's yeah, almost, it's almost like he's it's atoning v- for his sins. Yeah, hey, those aren't sins; those are revelations. That's true. I did every time yeah. he ate something, I was like, hmm, that looks like a good idea. No wonder I have a weight problem. Um, what about Did you ever see um what? there was a have we talked about this uh crazy way to eat a banana that I was introduced to by Mr. Rogers? <laughs> what? Uh Mr. Rogers did an episode of his show where he showed how he likes <laughs> to eat a banana, which I realize as I'm saying makes Mr. Rogers sound really creepy. Um you take a banana and you wrap a slice of American cheese around it. What? And it is a tasty combination of sweet and salty and umami. That feels like something that would have been real popular like the 40s or 50s. Like, the only way to make your banana healthier is to wrap dairy around it. Now here's what you do. <laughs> Dip it in the beef. Malvita bananas. Yeah. <laughs> the astronauts eat them. <laughs> well, I- Say, what's an astronaut? <laughs> if Mr. <laughs> Good point. I'm too early. Uh, I think. Oh, that's, that's the Disneyland, uh, thing right there and Universal and a lot of theme parks where you're playing characters from other time periods. It's like, oh, I guess I have to look at everyone's iPhone and wonder what it is. Uh, we could pretend like the devil's inside it. Ooh. What devil fuck have you? Wow, could you uh, do this to us? A curse on our I land. W- <laughs> I once had, uh, I was doing a show, um, where I was playing someone from the 1930s and I had a group of kids and um, I mentioned a, uh, a a popular film from the 1930s. Uh, say, have you seen that picture, The Wizard of Oz? It's brand new. That was the whole bit of the thing. Yeah. I didn't talk like that, by the way. I just was doing your voice for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> um, that was the bit of the thing was, hey, have you seen this brand new movie, The Wizard of Oz? And right. this uh, group of um, uh, teenagers that I was uh, chatting with went, <laughs> That movie is old. That movie came out in like the 70s. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. I didn't mean to bring everything down. Is it going to be something when our school's history classes just cover like family ties and Charles in Charge and Growing Pigs? <laughs> they talk about conservatism by mentioning Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> he is a shining example. Oh, he's uh, the beacon on the hill. By the way, <laughs> with all these pictures, there is apple mm-hmm. ketchup too. Now, I like apple butter. I like apple ketchup, but I don't like that it's a closed network, so I can't really add any peripherals. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so oh, it's so nasty. It's even called, like, Mother's Best. You just look at it and know how many gnats are probably trapped inside there. Like, do you ever look at a label for food and be like, oh, that company's got to be a real hoot to to have a factory visit to? <laughs> like it's just like six hippies in a barn. Oh. And it's just like the flies are everywhere and they're like, "Hey man, it's all nature. It's mother's best." Oh my God. 
You know, Celestial Seasonings was started by a bunch of hippies. I do not know that. What is Celestial Seasonings? The tea company? Yeah, the tea company. And they all, now they're all millionaires. I wonder if they switched at some point. At what point they stopped being hippies. They're like, oh, look how much money we have. Yeah. I guess. Can we stop being hippies now? I should buy shoes. I'm going to get some closed toed shoes. Yeah. (laughs) And a haircut. I can finally afford a haircut. I should, I should stop trying to get the free Tom's pair and I should just actually buy a pair of Tom's (laughs) so that someone else can get the free pair. (laughs) Um, can I, I want to read you something that I've found, uh, Another reason why we're about to wrap this up, everybody, Are because we? we know the the answer is Heinz. Mm. Um, let me let me point out one more reason why Heinz uh, wins for best ketchup. Go ahead. Uh, this uh, and it is the Heinz factory in the 1870s. Right. If you if I could work for any company in the world in the 1870s, I imagine it would be Heinz. Uh, this is a quote from an article about uh, ketchup. One of many that I found. Um, the factories were models of progressiveness. Not only were Heinz employees given free life insurance, death insurance, doctor and dental services, but also access to on-site cafeterias, dining rooms, medical stations, swimming pools, gymnasiums, and rooftop gardens. The workers were also encouraged to be meticulously clean. At a time when many factory workers didn't even have running water at home, Heinz provided fresh uniforms, a free laundry service, and even an in-house manicurist to keep their nails immaculate. They were such models of cleanliness and happiness that 30,000 visitors were allowed to tour the factory every year. Well, look, you know what? People of the world, (laughs) we knew the answer to this going in. You knew the answer going in. If you thought it was some weird fancy ketchup or that weird sludge mushroom ketchup or carrot ketchup or banana ketchup or any of those other weird Del Monte, Hunts, Kirkland, any of those weird brands. Stop adding Kirkland. You knew you were wrong. It's the store brand. Kirkland is everywhere. All right. Keep going. The point is the greatest ketchup in the world was born in 1876, 100 years after the country. It took them 100 years to perfect ketchup. As our as our nation found its way in and out of civil war, through the War of 1812, through the battle for our own independence, all of that led up to 1876 when true ketchup was born. And now it's available all over the world. That keystone label is a sign of excellence. It is a mark of ketchup perfection. And not only that, but now the bottles have tons of fun sayings on them. They're cute. Now they, they give you a little joke as well as superior flavor. And as Marcus pointed out, as a company, the way that they were treating their workers in the 19th century was unheard of. That was a time when, when people who worked in factories essentially were not treated as people at all. Who's the shining beacon of responsibility and care in the manufacturing industry? I'll tell you. Heinz. The makers of the best ketchup in the world. Asked and answered. So thank you, Davis. Yes, yes, yes. I owe you an apology. You do? Yeah. Because while you were doing, first of all, while you were doing that, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but, um, but 
uh, because I found something in here that that blew my mind. Uh, I owe you an apology. You are absolutely right about hitting the Heinz bottle on the 57. You know why? Because there's an air pocket there. Uh, yeah, uh, allowed to flow naturally, ketchup will only travel at a speed of 174 feet per hour. The only way to speed it up is to apply force, uh, to this non-Newtonian liquid, and the 57 has been placed strategically at the exact spot on the bottle where to provide force there will push the liquid out. So that is, that is science. You are right, my friend. Guys, if there was any more proof you needed that I love ketchup... I think it's just been put out there and laid bare to you. You don't have to be like Matt LeBlanc in that one commercial where he sets up the bottle of Heinz ketchup on the top of a building, then goes downstairs and holds his hamburger because he knew that that the ketchup was so thick. This is the selling point was how thick and real it was. It wasn't a thin, watery ketchup. He knew he had time to walk down the eight floors or whatever and then hold his hamburger in the middle of the street for some ketchup to fall on it, which apparently was just the right amount. I kind of wish that commercial had continued and it just rained ketchup on him like he was carrying it prom. <laughs> but that's not how it happened. So listen right. to Uncle Hal, tap that 57, hold the bottle at a 45-degree angle, and that ketchup will flow like you wouldn't believe. You'll have so much ketchup. You'll have an embarrassment of ketchup riches. But uh, I want to thank Davis404 on Twitter for suggesting this topic. And we have so many other topics, even though this one has been asked and answered. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. A flame war is probably happening right now. You can watch the fallout of this episode happen live on our Facebook group and you can join in and tell everybody what you think. Tell me what for. I'll be on there and I will talk back to you. It is Facebook.com slash groups slash We Got This Podcast. And you can also email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. I want to thank our producer, Ken Plume. I want to thank our researcher, Kate McManus. I want to thank our graphic designer, Uri Kelman. And of course, I want to thank our QA engineer, Jen Alba. Ooh, can I thank a couple people? Do it. Uh, I would like to thank our musicians, Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein, for our theme song and score, respectively. And of course, I would like to thank you, our listeners, who give Hal and I the opportunity to do things like talk about ketchup and learn that all you have to do to anger Hal is to text him a picture of a tub of mushroom ketchup. It's not ketchup. It's just gross sludge. Will you stop? So thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, we have a great time doing it. We hope you have a great time listening to it. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.